1: Welcome to Today's Entrepreneur, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, along with FL Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. Good evening, Josh. Hello, Dan. And this evening on the program, we're going to chat about a very popular local fashion brand. We'll be joined by Manny a president and CEO of Matt & Nat, which is uh, the handbag that uh, a few of my girlfriends in the last decade have, have sworn by all vegan all the time. There is uh,
2: no animals killed at all. He's really built that niche, and and that's the market he's targeting.
1: And uh, absolutely super, super beautiful product. Looks like leather, too. I, I've got to ask him about what's what the bag's made of. It's so so interesting on the way. Uh, but first, look at a bit of uh, entrepreneurial news of the week. And uh, we'll also sh- give a shout out to, to students out there, especially Dawson students, because both of us will be making uh, an appearance at a Dawson E-Week, which is uh, Entrepreneur Week, uh, coming up uh, later this month. In and it's really Entrepreneur Week. Next month, uh, sorry. In, in, next month, yeah.
2: It's the it's the week of November 14th. And it's Entrepreneurship Week, not only at Dawson, but it's E-Week. Uh, the, there's activities actually in different schools and universities and colleges actually around the world. Uh, and in Montreal, Dawson has taken this on and uh, and has great E-Week. And it's basically filled with entrepreneurs. Filled
1: with entrepreneurs uh, that, that just talk about the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Kind of like we do here, Dan. Yeah, so if you're a Dawson student and uh, like our show or like entrepreneurship in general, um, we'll be there uh, from the 14th to the 16th. I'll be moderating a panel on the 16th uh, called Digital Trailblazers with uh, four local Montrealers who have uh, had incredible success uh, online. Kevin Curry, Jeremy Shockey, uh Connor Clark, and Wolf Kohlberg. And on Thursday night, I'll be uh, judging Dawson's Den, kind of like Dragon's Den, but
2: Dawson's Den. So we get the, uh, the young minds to come up with some great entrepreneurial
1: and social responsibility ideas and uh, judge and uh, give out some prizes. Excellent. So head over to Dawson's website for more information on that. And in the news uh, this week, uh, more and more talk about co-working spaces. I found this is really, um, uh, this is really, this is how we got started at 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 my company, really, because we we couldn't afford rent at first. We couldn't afford to have a full office, and this is something that I think a lot of millennial entrepreneurs face. Um, tough times, especially to uh, to 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 get out of the startup mode, and sometimes cutting down on your rent could uh, could be a big help. And I think it's it's not just about saving on the rent. I
2: mean that's a big part of it. Usually, you know, a lot of people are are bootstrapping and, and really don't have that much to spend on, on any extra peripherals, but it's not just about saving the money. It's about collaboration. It's about if you're in an office space with other entrepreneurs and other businesses uh, and maybe some competition, but most of the time it's not really a lot of competition. It's more, uh, you know, co- other companies that either like companies or you could use them or you feed off each other. I think it's the collaborative nature of these co-work sharing spaces that's that's awesome. Uh, I know our RP Visio division, uh, th- we have a space at WeWork. and. It's absolutely amazing the great number, the, the openness of the other entrepreneurs around and the willingness to listen and share and do. Uh, no question that it's a, it's a business development aspect as well. For us, it's certainly more about the business development and the collaboration than it is about finding a cheaper space. But there's no question that for startups, that that's an aspect as well. It's also different co-work sharing spaces. You don't know, some of them will offer Secretarial services. Uh, some will just offer space themselves, but at least it's better than inviting somebody to your basement and saying, "Let's meet there," or constantly going to Starbucks. Yeah, you know, it's it's a little bit more
1: professional. It's a, it's a, it's a little bit more businesslike, and and I think it's it's super attractive in many ways. And some of them are really gorgeous too. I mean, you can it looks like a real office, and you can take someone to your private area, and uh, you know, for what's between two hundred fifty as little as two hundred fifty bucks a month, you can get a decent workspace. Uh, absolutely, and it, it certainly depends where you are because. Because there's spaces,
2: there's probably, uh, I don't know if I've done the count lately, but I think there's probably about 60, 70 or so different co-work sharing uh, spaces and companies around town. There's
1: lots to be had and definitely at different prices. Yeah, and some have uh, beautiful locations too, Uh, so check that out. Um, a, A startup program that's sort of like dating, but for setting up entrepreneurs.
2: This is, a, this is a not-for-profit organization that I, I read about, and the, what they're really trying to do is it, it's, for, it's for startup companies. But startup companies always look for talent. They always look for, okay, maybe not the most expensive talent because as we were just talking about, they sometimes need to save some money. Somebody started a, a talent agency or recruiting, but a not-for-profit that educates university students on entrepreneurial matters Focuses in or targets in on their specialty, whether it's marketing or finance or what have you, whatever they're studying, and then connects them with startup companies. Uh, I think it's a. I think that for the fight for talent today, uh, I think it's an amazing idea. Now, are you getting somebody with a great deal of experience? No, but you're. You know, you're. You're getting somebody that has a good education. You'll certainly pay them a little less. They will get educated. Uh, they will get educated in, in the startup community, and it could be a
1: great launching pattern starting point to build your team if you're a startup. In uh, the Financial Post, interesting profile of Bartesian, which is uh, one of the businesses that was featured on Dragon's Den, uh, they are described as sort of the Keurig of, uh, of cocktails. Pods. Everybody mm-hmm. has coffee pods, right? Why not drink pods? Why not cocktail pods?
2: And that's where they're coming from. So it's the don't think about all the mixes it's just a cocktail pod that goes into it. Now, of course, it's a machine that has your your different uh, alcohols or spirits that go into it. But there's also a pod that it reads, and they're trying to automate drinks. You know, listen, everybody drinks coffee, and most people drink spirits. We've had a few on the show. And uh, th- there's no question that it's, uh, that it's desirable. And people don't want to think. They don't always want to go to recipe books. They don't always want to grind their beans for coffee just like they don't necessarily want to. So I think this... It's a very interesting aspect, uh, and it actually makes probably a a cool high-end gift. There's always somebody that's going to look for this unique gift. Well, you know what? Welcome cocktail machine. Put it right next to your Nespresso or Keurig or what have you,
1: and uh, you can just be automated all the time. Push of a button drinks. Yes, seriously. Isn't there a better way? And apparently there is. Um, Let's go to uh, this piece from the uh, Financial Post, uh, choosing not to pursue growth. Can be a business's death sentence. Um, why do you think? So many entrepreneurs uh, choose to grow very conservatively and not to be aggressive with uh, with their business. You know, I I think it's it's staying safe.
2: I think people get comfortable. Dan, we have spoken with a lot of entrepreneurs here, and one word that constantly comes up is reinventing yourself. And the the entrepreneurs that that we have interviewed, and they're they're pretty successful. They've all if they've been around long enough have changed their path a little bit, have not stayed, rested on their laurels, have not stayed with their product or service, but they've always tweaked it. They've always improved it. They've always adjusted it to the market based on what's coming in the vision. And I think if you don't do that, well, there's only so long you'll exist because things change, things move all the time. And if you're going to fall behind somebody else, there's competition out there. Somebody else is going to come up and grab that business. So if you don't reinvent yourself, if you don't change constantly then th- there is there is no way that your business can survive forever.
1: And the example cited in the piece is um, is a uh, well they've, they've said it a couple of companies but one is called uh, Global Live Communications. Uh, and any thoughts on on them um, wh- why they were highlighted in the piece? Well they were I think it's more about, they, they were talking
2: about the team around them, and the team is always uh, spitballing, always brainstorming, and trying to get into new areas. And I think the collaborative effort, as we were talking about before, with the, the co-work sharing and spaces and all that, that's where it's coming up. But you, you're in the media game, Dan, and technology has certainly changed. So there's no question that if you don't change with the times, if you don't change with technology, you'll be stuck with an aging
1: clientele and... At some point, the way of the dodo. And by change, you mean constantly change all the time, nonstop. Especially with tech. I mean, you know, I just, I just blinked and my website was already updated. So you, you, yeah. Dan, provocateur, you live and breathe it <laughs> all day long. So uh, I'm sure you know how it feels. It's getting colder, so uh, Quebec companies now, of course, are marketing their winter gear. And uh, there's one new player on the market.
2: And this is, uh, you know, they're really taking advantage of the environment and taking advantage of natural fibers milkweed who's ever heard of milkweed you know it's the mon- but you've heard of monarch butterflies mm-hmm. and butterflies they feast on this milkweed so they have determined that milkweed makes for a great insulator and they started making jackets by focusing and harnessing and and processing milkweed so it's not down, it's not uh, foam, it's not whatever, whatever they put into jackets, they're doing milkweed. So I think the story here or the lesson here is there is a phenomenal environment around us and just think about it and use what's around and you can absolutely make something unique and
1: build a niche. We didn't have a chance to get to the fetishware story and that emerging industry, but we'll save that one for next week. Maybe. Perfect. Uh, Today's Entrepreneur on CJED. Coming up next, we'll chat with Mandy Coley, president and CEO of Matt and Nat.
0: For professional advice with a personal touch, consult F. F.L. Fuller Landau. Chartered professional accountants and business advisors. Click on F.L.Montreal.com.
1: Inspiring stories from outstanding business people. Dan Delmar and F.L. Fuller Landau's Josh Miller with you for today's Entrepreneur. And this evening we welcome uh, to the studio the president and CEO of Matt and Nat, Manny Coley. Uh, Manny, welcome to today's Entrepreneur. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I was saying off the top, uh, congratulations for creating a, a really great product because several of my ex-girlfriends have used it on a regular basis. Tell me about about uh, the kind of uh, products you make at Madden. He, Man- g- he glossed over being ex-girlfriends, of course. That's another show.
3: So Madden is a vegan uh, accessory brand. So we have handbags and wallets, and uh, we just launched uh, as well the vegan shoes line, Spring 16. And it's uh, growing rapidly. Now, when when did Matt and Nat start? How long ago was that? So it started in 1997 with my ex-partner. He started a company. That was his uh, school, uh, uh, school. In the school, he started that. And uh, then uh, we grew together in 2000. I came in the company with all my experience. I was, you know, 15, 19 years old when I had my first business. So I came in in 2000 and brought all my... You know, uh, bright ideas, and uh, never looked back.
2: What was your first business, Manny, in fashion and apparel as well?
3: Actually, now you'll be shocked to hear it was actually electronic.
2: <laughs> of course, a natural fit from electronics to vegan apparel product. So, wh- what? Uh, why? Why vegan? Like, was there was there a reason? That, was that your partner that
3: started this, and you continued the path? Exactly, he did. Actually, he uh, became vegetarian first. And then he become vegan. And so I joined him in 2000 and I became vegetarian. And a year later, I'll become vegan too.
2: Now, you, were you complementary? I mean, you came from an electronics background. He's in this business that he started out from school. Were your roles complementary? Did you overlap? Did
3: you? No, no, did you overlap. Share? he was looking after design and marketing. I was looking after, you know, everything else, financing, uh, logistics and uh uh importing from the orient so looking after a to Z everything yeah
2: and did you i guess i guess when you were together and i, I there wasn't too many employees at first right it was a small company
3: it was three of us <laughs> and so i was doing and him we were doing everything by ourselves. did you have did you have a vision was there a business plan did you go in with uh, with
2: real kind of a, a set plan or did you just kind of ride by the seat of your pants?
3: So that's what I did when I came in in the company. So we sat and talked. And so we put our plan together and we really work on the, according to the plan. And, uh, next six months, we, again, we look at the plan and worked on it and, and and made it. Do you still use,
2: uh, maybe not a business plan, but do you still use forecasts and, and projections today?
3: I think they're very important. We definitely look at it. And uh, yeah, we, we all the projections and goals are very, very important. Yeah.
1: More. more with Manny Coley. Uh, we'll talk about marketing, HR, and lots more on the program. Welcome back to Today's Entrepreneur, presented by FL Fuller-Landau, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, along with FL's Josh Miller. And this evening, we're chatting with Manny Coley, president and CEO of the Montreal-based Matt and Nat, uh, fashion designer. Uh, they make uh, very popular handbags, uh, among other things. And um, Josh, uh, we, we, we're we doing the Dawson Entrepreneurial Week next week. And another announcement, there's a big FL event uh, coming up about... Um, yeah, P- We can't R- say
2: the, the full name. Can't say the full name. Name. It's, uh, it's about failure stories. Yeah. It's a great. Uh, it's a P Visio by FL event. Uh, one of our divisions. Uh, we'll call it F Up Nights or Foul Up Nights or Fail <laughs> fudge, up, up nights? fudge Up Nights. Uh, I think the listener can figure out what the what the actual name <laughs> is. Uh, but really, this is this is to bring entrepreneurs together and learn from other entrepreneurs' failure stories. Uh, and it's uh, it's something that's done in uh, you know a thousand cities around the world. It hasn't been done in Montreal just yet, so we're getting a group together with uh, with uh, Cometa. Uh, that's a that's a great marketing uh, firm, as well as Le Salon, and uh, and of course uh, the gentleman from that does Creative Mornings, Louis Felix Binet. Uh, that's uh, and uh, it's going to be great. November fifteenth is going to be our first night at Le Salon. Uh, stay tuned online uh, on, on all the social media platforms. But speaking of foul ups or F-ups, uh, you know, we'll turn to, to uh, Manny and say, Manny, can you, you know, in the history of the business, I'm sure there's been some ups and downs. Can you think of, of one perhaps failure that you can tell us about and what you learned from it?
3: We have few ups and downs, but one I'm going to talk about is a 2008. We were at the peak. And then in 2009, I and our ex-partner made a huge you know, a wrong step we took and the company 2011 went down to very bottom.
2: What was that step?
3: Uh, The step we, the collection, the whole collection changed and it went to a a higher price point, which, and then the 2011, uh, 2010, we all know that recession hit globally, globally as well. And so the decision we made, it was a wrong timing actually. So then, in twenty eleven, twenty twelve, business really went down a lot. And
2: you would say it's it that it was a
3: decision of price point, whether it was a
2: prestige pricing or trying to get into that higher market. And did you did you at that point abandon some of the lower priced items?
3: We we yeah, hundred percent. The collection went to double the price point. Actually, wrong timing, and the customer who were core for man now who were buying. You know the the beautiful bag at 100 dollars retail, and the next season, you know the same bag with different hardware, different uh, fabric went to 250. They were completely shocked to see how come is double the price point. So that made a huge impact. The sales really went down a lot, and we we went to very very low.
2: Did you did you then? Really retrench and say, okay, we're not going out of business, but we really have to go back to basics and come back out with our with our original price point and who we are.
3: So, 2012, we changed the strategy again and brought our core collection, great price point, uh, beautiful colors, and and after that, you know, we never looked back. Today, a business is all time high. We would from like from 12. Today we have fourteen together at the office. Fourteen employees today. I, I sorry, I shouldn't say employees. We'll call them partners. You know, without great partner, you cannot grow the business. You know.
2: No, I, and I think that's awesome. Now, when you're you you've been in e-commerce, you're you're a wholesale, but you've also started. To go into retail now, not everybody makes the switch very easily. Uh, there's a lot of people that understand their wholesale, they understand their import and their manufacturing. They don't necessarily understand the retail side of it. What was your thought process in 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 going, trying to be
3: that much more vertical? So the retail, we took the season after like twenty, almost eighteen to twenty years. Uh, retail, we did just for brand awareness. We we launched, we opened actually our first store, March 2016. I didn't know what to expect, but it's really doing well. And now we are middle of opening a second store in this restaurant. It will be ready on the 25th of uh, uh, October. It's going to be a 1,500 square feet uh, store, beautiful store. I'm uh, very excited to launch it.
2: Were you worried to your, your existing customers? Because you're selling to retailers, and now you're opening up your own retail. Do you worry about the fallout from your existing retail customers saying, why are you competing with us?
3: Actually, there was some concern, but again, you know, I was very positive. I told them that we're doing that for brand awareness only, not necessarily to make some money. It's just for brand awareness.
2: So, but but the pricing is not a concern. You always make sure that you're, you you certainly don't undercut your customers.
3: We do not cut our customers' prices. We do not go on sale frequently. We are on sale only like very rarely, you know, so we respect the retail prices. We respect everything and, and we make sure that, you know, we don't cut their prices.
2: Now it's a, it's a natural, it's a, it's a vegan product. It's natural. There's, it's, it's synthetic. Tell us a little bit about, uh, where you get your components or how you get it. And, and is it, you know, are you getting it from China? Is it local? Uh, what's been your experience with your suppliers?
3: So we use uh, two different materials, PVC and PU, and uh, it's made uh, PVC made in China and PU, which is we love, that is an uh, 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 environment friendly, actually, and that is made in, in Taiwan. Very, very high quality.
2: Doing business overseas, is that something that you, you learned from your electronic side of the business, or did you learn that as you were growing up through Matinat?
3: Actually, for the electronic side business,
2: it's it's certainly a, a different aspect to deal with. From a logistics side, is that something that that you have that has changed over the years? That have you have you found any challenges in, in the logistics and getting goods here?
3: Not really. I mean, we've been doing this for very very long time, so experience experience make huge difference. So at this moment, actually, there's hardly any challenge for importing the goods you know we we have a logistic department they handle everything a to z
2: now now just quickly I, n- I know we don't have too much time to talk about it but you you briefly referred to your your partners your team members your you know you're not calling them your staff or your employees uh, what do you do differently with them why why do they like to stay and work with you at matinet
3: so we have hr department now but i like to sit in the interview and I always say that I'm not here to bring you as an employee. I'm here to bring you as a partner. You come and work hard. The company grow. You'll grow with us. So we have a profit sharing. So we have profit sharing from somewhere from 1% to 3% of their salary they get uh, every year. Is that something that's been around a long time or more recent? It's, I started in 2013 and it's... Uh, ongoing process.
2: Uh, I think it's it's certainly, you know, Dan, we don't hear about too many profit sharing aspects or stories from our entrepreneurs, but it certainly involves them and brings them in and and, and does make them feel like partners in this whole process. Uh, Manny, I, I know there's, there's lots to talk about, but I also want to talk about marketing. And we're going to switch gears soon. When we come back after the break, we'll talk with Manny about marketing. We'll talk with Natalie about marketing. Dan, you are also in marketing. I'm going to be the <laughs> only one not talking about marketing.
1: Inspiring stories from outstanding business people, Dan Delmar and FL Fuller Landau's Josh Miller with you. Our guest this evening is Manny Coley, President and CEO of Matt and Nat. We'll have his one piece of advice for today's entrepreneur in just a moment. But first, we welcome Natalie Riviere, Marketing Specialist with uh, FL's p Visio division. Uh, Natalie, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you so much.
1: And uh, we're going to talk about marketing, uh, particularly digital
2: marketing. It, certainly. And and there's no question, you know, it's, it's great you guys, you know, between Natalie and Dan, you guys do this day in and day out. But for the every, and, and Manny too, Manny is so involved in his marketing uh, aspect of his business, but there's so many entrepreneurs that either don't understand or maybe find it a little bit challenging or say, you know what, it's, it's a website or social media, snap my fingers and make it happen. Uh, there, there's definitely much more that goes into it. So Natalie, kind of, when you're, when you're talking with an entrepreneur and you're trying to educate them a little bit, uh, you know, what are the challenges you find or what, are, what are maybe the aspects that they don't fully grasp, but maybe need to.
4: I think you nailed it by saying that it is an education because we don't learn this in schools and we're not really taught h- how the internet works, how we can take our place in it. Um, so it really starts with how literally technically you even get on from websites. It's not a regulated industry. So where, do you, what tools are you using to then how to promote them and get traffic? Uh, it doesn't just stop with the website once it's made and that in itself is an enormous process.
2: There must be... <laughs> There must be big revelations, you know, that entrepreneurs say, oh, I didn't realize you had to do that, or I didn't realize I had to be involved. You know, a lot of people, you know, content is king, right? Right. So uh, the entrepreneurs must have their aha moments when you're sitting and say, no, don't forget you have to do ABC.
4: Yeah. I think content will literally like separate or make or break the deal, you know, from actually getting online. Not everyone even makes the cut of getting their content together because, for me, I got involved in websites using it almost to replace business plans. Cause you have to know like, who are you? Why are you? What are you and how? <laughs> so what are you offering? How are you exchanging it? And, and a- about you.
2: Do you see common weak in all the, you know, the sites and the social media posts and all that, that you deal with, with, with a number of entrepreneurs. Do you see common weaknesses, just people that just miss things all the time?
4: A hundred percent. Uh, and it, kind of breaks my heart but um basically websites you know we have a tool where 100% of the population goes and that's search engines and so it's great to have a website but if your website's not found or friendly to search engines then you might have gone through all that work to get the content together to put it live made it happen but it's invisible virtually to where everyone's looking to connect with you and so that is a big part of the education as well and a big piece that um Unfortunately, a lot of people aren't aware of or miss the mark on.
1: Manny, how, how important is uh, is SEO, a uh, search engine optimization it's, to your business? It's uh,
3: really important to to bring people on your site. SEO is important, but I would say today, World well, the, the digital ma- marketing or the media, the Snapchat and the Instagram is the most important today. Hmm you know it's like does average. it matter
2: does it matter regardless of your business I, I have to think that some some social media platforms are better for certain businesses than others and and i don't know if it, maybe natalie you see that certain because there's so many it's not just yeah. the facebook and the linkedin and the twitter it's the instagram instagram and snapchat it's uh, google plus what have you so are are there some that fit you know different profiles different types of businesses
4: 100 percent, definitely fashion uh, instagram would go very well with that um, opening any of your retail places or your showrooms uh, snapchat can be exciting way to let people in on what's going on um i do uh think some are unavoidable or everyone needs to be on them and again i i usually tell entrepreneurs that they need to do social at the base for search optimization, because you get found for your social profiles before you get found for your website. So the ones that I think everyone really needs to be on would be Facebook, Twitter, 100%. Uh, LinkedIn. And I throw Google Plus in there because Google's biased to its own search engine or its own platform, actually. So
1: and don't forget, for every social network you join, it creates a page which creates just another advertising opportunity on on a Google or on any uh, any search engine. So even if it's even if you're not going to maintain it a whole lot, it's still important to have it.
4: Agreed. And literally, you, you want to maintain it to the point that you're managing your search engine reputation. So I find you through a Google search, I get to your Facebook page. As a consumer, I'm going to judge that based on a consumer like customer service experience. So when's the last time you posted? What are you talking about? How do I feel being there? That's probably going to give me an idea of how I'm going to feel working with you.
2: Reg- regardless, whatever you choose, whatever platform you go on, it's about planning. It's about thinking. It's not just about closing your eyes and painting everything everywhere. So I think it's about the plan. And I think if there's if there's something to take away from this, there there's no question. It's go in eyes wide open, think. Just don't don't just do.
3: And I think the most important is to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Very important.
1: Natalie Riviere, marketing specialist with PVZO. uh, Thanks very much for joining us.
4: You're so welcome. Thank and you. coming
1: up next, we'll have a Manny's one piece of advice for for today's entrepreneur.
0: For professional advice with a personal touch, consult F.L. Fuller Landau. Chartered professional accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com.
1: Josh, we're back in two weeks from tonight. Three weeks. Three weeks on today's entrepreneur. You're going to go to Hong Kong. I'm off to uh, Hong Kong and Shanghai. Some some stories with you.
2: There's lots of stories. Uh, You know, things change so rapidly over there mm mm-hmm. uh, Let's end
1: uh, with- China. I think that was, I, I don't do the Alec Baldwin well, but China.
3: China. Yeah. China. Donald Trump. is yeah. yeah. off to China. Hong Kong, my favorite state. Tr- to
1: Donald Trump's dismay. Um, let's end the show with the one piece of advice.
2: And so, Manny, what would be your one piece of advice for today's entrepreneur?
3: Well, actually, I have always say three successful rules Have you even showed up. So dedication and hard work, focus on developing yourself, perfection. So these are the three basic rules.
2: And for me, the quick takeaway, Dan, is niche. Niche businesses, you focus in one area, you do it super well, and be known for it. And like, you know, any boutique, uh, it, it's you're, you're bound to do well.
1: Thanks very much, Manny Coley, President and CEO of Matt and Nat. Thanks for dropping by. Thank you for having me. Thanks also. It's Natalie Revere from p And, well, to you, Josh. We'll see you in three weeks. Have fun. And the exchange, sorry, not the exchange, the night side. Force of Habit is next on CJ80.